I think it's being able to go out and do anything that you want to do without feeling limited. So like uh, our, our kind of motto like that we bounce around with the coaches is like a life without limits. Like I could, I could go out with a, a member and run a 5K tomorrow if I wanted to, or if my buddy's going rock climbing, I can go rock climb with them. Um, so that's my definition and the way that I look at it. I, like I'm not a competitive athlete, so that's not one of my goals. The way I look at it is to be able to go out and do, to live life and not be limited by my health or by my fitness. So having that baseline of fitness to be able to do whatever it is that I want to do. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. Um, again, this is probably the third time now that we've had like a non-everyday athlete on here. Uh, Kyle Stark, welcome. We Thank are you. at uh, Fort Wright CrossFit, the new Fort Wright CrossFit. Yeah, right? it's amazing. Pretty awesome little space here. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's actually little. very beautiful. Yeah. It's not little. Hopefully, you can see this going on behind us. Um, Kyle, how long have we known each other at this point? I think we've known each other for close to eight years now, right? It's been, it's been some time, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think we all started kind of in the same place. Did, yeah. we, did you start out at North Kentucky? Yeah. That is the primordial yeah. ooze of all of, just about all of CrossFit in Cincinnati, I think. Yeah, it really is, yeah. It's like, oh, well, oh, wait, no, no, yeah. You talk oh, about, nine, ten. yeah, talk yeah. to just about anybody, and it's like, uh, you're either, um, well, there was Cincinnati Strength. Mm-hmm. We talked to Steven two weeks ago. Right. It was NKY, and then there was On the River. Right. And that was it. Right. And if you weren't in one of those areas, you were driving. I think I was living in uh, in Over the Rhine at the time and driving all the way out to, to Northern Kentucky yeah, that was for the 5 a.m. class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when we lived in Fort Thomas and drove all the way out there. So that was a bit, that was a bit of a haul for sure. Um, Cool, man. Thank you for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming out and taking the time to uh, talk with us for a little bit. Um, really just want to get a little bit behind your story and figure out kind of what your process, what your path has been, because even though we've known each other for a long time, you've been quietly building a, a little empire, if you will, over here. It's been pretty awesome to watch from afar, and you guys have had some great success, and it's been pretty pretty exciting to see. So, um I don't know, maybe just start and tell us kind of where, where How'd your you find CrossFit? Yeah, where'd you start with CrossFit? So I found CrossFit in 2010. Um, I graduated college at that point, didn't really have any direction of where I wanted to go in my life or what I wanted to do. Um, so I had always been interested in the military, um, kind of finding a purpose through that. So I was in the process of uh, joining the Marine Corps and going to officer school, um, taking that path and that was when I first heard about CrossFit and you know learning to get in shape or trying to get in shape for the officer candidate school um, CrossFit was like a big thing that kept popping up so I searched it out and found CrossFit Northern Kentucky out there I think my first class was in like November of 2010 something like that so right there at the end which I think was around you were still there at that point but towards the end of your your career there Um, so yeah jumped in full force uh, loved it uh, still we did the marine thing uh, that took a long time that process was a long thing I applied twice um, didn't get accepted it was when they were drawing down the forces and stuff and for whatever reason it didn't work out 
Um, so at that point, I'd already like gone on, got my uh, level one and stuff, just because I was obsessed with CrossFit, you know. Um, fell in love with it at that point. So I already had my L1 and done a couple things. And uh, at Northern Kentucky, I was getting to coach a little bit, uh, maybe like one class a week or something sure. like that. And uh, once I found out I wasn't getting in the Marine Corps, I was like, well, we've got to do something. So um, took a chance, went and got a loan, a little bit of money, and uh, luckily found this place like right up the road. And we rented it out and went for it, man. Literally right yeah. up the road. Yeah, like across the street. Across from the street here. up the road. We were there for almost six years in that location. And then, you know, last what? Monday moved down here. When did that, uh, when was your uh, business established? Sorry. It was in 2012. Uh, I think we opened, or like our first classes were in August of 2012. Awesome. Uh, do you remember, like, the first owl that really hurt, but I love this workout? Oh, oh man. Like, I got. <laughs> It was it was baseline. I think everybody did baseline oh, the first day, and like I think if I did baseline now, it would still make me sick. Yeah, right now. we did that not that, that long. Five hundred meter. Row. Did you? Yeah, we, we did <laughs> yeah. it as a workout for the class, and it's just it. I don't know what it. I think it's just it's the going it's that from the road to the meter squat. row, man. Yeah, oh, if I mean you it's max it out. It's it's over. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, if you get on a row or any time and max it out, <laughs> like it'll hurt. It'll hurt as bad as you make it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that was one of those that I do remember, and I remember doing it like probably six months after thinking like i'm gonna crush this and then it just put me on my back and again like, yeah like, damn i thought that was better than this yeah. yeah but that is the amazing thing of, of crossfit i think honestly where you can it doesn't matter where you're at i literally i'm not i just taught a class before we came here and one of the girls said when does this get easier and i said never you just get better at it right and it's 100 percent true oh yeah look at yeah. look at where we're at with regionals right now it it continually gets harder and the athletes match up to where they need to be every single year and if they don't they come back the next year and uh you know the pegboard was always one where it's like everyone lost their minds over the pegboard how can they do this and then everyone's really good at pegboard the next year yep you know it's just what's the next thing uh it's been pretty awesome to see i i would contest that the 2018 regional athletes are just as good if not better than like the 2013 games athletes yeah, I'd say you're getting like you're, you're, get, you're, you're right there. there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They've they've limited that field so much now. Right. That it's you know because they used to take what sixty, and now it's twenty. 20. Each. Yeah. Yeah, and then they've narrowed the, obviously the teams down to to four, and you're just narrowing that and making it more exclusive. So the, the caliber sharpening people, the tip of the spear. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and I think as CrossFit's grown in popularity, like people are choosing that as a sport now too. Versus yeah. First, you know, it being a secondary, like I can't play football anymore. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do crossfit. Right. People got, are starting people. with it and sticking with it. Yeah. I agree. Well, yeah, it's the 11th year of the game, so you're seeing these teenagers, you know, basically For grow sure. up doing crossfit. And there's legit 18, 19, 20 year old men and women that are the fittest people in the world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you also are involved with the the brand CrossFit, correct? Right. Yeah, I work for CrossFit headquarters uh, part time. Through the game, through the game season, basically, which almost never ends. You know, when you add in the invitational and, open and all that stuff. So, uh, but through the season, uh, I do. Yep. Uh, and where, kind of, how did you get started with that? So I, I mean, it's all goes back to the love of CrossFit. Uh, I started volunteering for regionals and the games uh, back in 2012. So I would do regionals and the games, just volunteering. Did different stuff. Did some judging. Um, at both, did uh, gear at both, and then 
Josh. I met Josh Bunch. Uh, like, uh, he was our gear lead at the games one year. I think that was in like 2014. He's OG. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, anyways, met him and I, I reached out to him after I worked at the uh, volunteered under him at the games. I was like, hey, like, I want to help out a region with whatever I can do. So he put me on the signage and branding team as their, their team lead. Um, and then from there, I got hooked up with the headquarters signage team and started working with them at the, at the games. That would have been 15 and have been with them since. That's pretty exciting. I mean, uh, to, to be that close and watch the sport really just take off and grow, uh, I can imagine you get a little bit closer view than a lot of people. Um, you know, do you think that gives you a little bit better insight to where it's going? Or uh, maybe maybe just being on the signage, you don't get as much exposure to that. But I, I feel like just seeing where... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you think so? I definitely, I get uh, like the evolution of the sport, you know, and where it's heading. and you know, being on that team and getting to work, like, in close proximity with, you know, like, Dave and the people that actually program it and getting to hear, like, their reasoning behind, you know, the workouts and stuff like that. I just came back two weeks ago from the regional director meeting, um, and I got to hear, like, meaning or, like, the, I guess, like, the the thought process behind, mm -hmm. you know, the regional workouts and stuff, and it's just good to, to get that exposure. You can kind of see, it's a, you get a better understanding of that and, like, kind of where it's heading and what the, what the goal of the whole thing is, so... Has that helped? Has that helped you as a coach? Do you think? Just kind of where you think your programming goes, um, and where the gym is kind of headed. Um, maybe indirectly. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of. Not to say that gives you like a one up. But no, I'm, I'm not like coming back with the regional workouts and right. giving yeah. them to Zach or anything. Right. Give us the secrets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I, I can see if like. But he asks. Yeah, yes. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. What you hear? What's coming up? Yeah. But I'm sure if you're seeing a trend. Of something, you know. Obviously, we had two opens with lots of dumbbells. Mm -hmm. If that's going to be this continued trend, you know, either a you're going to invest in different equipment, or b hey, we're going to put a lot of single arm carries or single arm work to really emphasize these defi uh, deficiencies that we see a lot in athletes. Um, you know, I just feel like that. Yeah, like you said, it's indirectly or directly, it can definitely affect how you're going to coach your people. Right. Yeah. Um, I think. One of the things that I've got out of it is just getting to work with those high caliber people like Josh Bunch and you know, it may not be the time that we spend actually working on the event, it might be the conversation that we have after it, you know. Yeah. Like how he how he runs his affiliate or how he structures his day or you know, whatever that is. I think he was on the CrossFit podcast not too long ago. Yep. Talking all about the same stuff. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just gonna say I think Chad, that's an that's an important uh, that's a great time to take a break. My name is Kathy Laws and I, I've always kind of worked out so in my 20s and 30s I belonged just to like various gyms and I think that when I was around 40 um, somebody started, one of the trainers that I knew kind of got certified in CrossFit and so I wanted to try something different, started with that and there was just this great little core group of people that started doing it at a different gym and then that group followed a trainer over to, to, the, to the original gym. So I'm one of the original members of Triumph. I think about all the other gyms that I've belonged to and you know I'd go and I'd kind of work out in my 20s and my 30s and being a member here I think if you told me back then sort of how important this place would become to me and how important the people would become to me, I probably wouldn't have believed you because you just think it's a place you work out. But it's really not. It's it's where the a, a huge group of my friendships are and um, 
I just know that all these there's a community of people here that have my back. So it's just a really, really important part of my life. I think I would say that I know it can be intimidating, and I have a lot of friends that I've talked to who say things like, oh, I, I can't go, I have to be in shape before I come here, but I just think that, especially as I've gotten older, you want to surround yourself with positive people that want you to kind of be your best self, and that is absolutely what you're going to get when you walk in the door here. The owners, the coaches, and all of the members here, they just are, it's just a great core group of people that want to see everybody kind of be the best version of themselves. So there's no way that you're gonna walk through those doors. Even though it feels a little scary, it's a little intimidating, the workouts definitely can be intimidating, it's just gonna positively impact your life, I have no doubt. The thing that I really didn't realize when I became a member here is how much Triumph has helped me grow as a person, as a parent. I'm a better parent because of this place, and I am definitely in a happy, a really happy marriage because of this place. My husband and I come here, we work out together. If he has a day off, we are working our whole day around, coming and spending time here. It helps me set a fantastic example for my kids, especially my teenagers. But And I would say that not only at age 47 am I physically stronger, I am like I said, a better mom and a better wife because of this place. You know, it, if I think about the last six months here, I think about the fact that Triumph, the coaches and the owners have asked me to sleep better. They've asked me to eat better. They've asked me to try new things, that, um, you know, try to take a class or something. They've asked me to find a way to serve others, to, to kind of be involved in philanthropy. So it's not just my physical strength that's better. I'm a better person because Triumph helps me think about total wellness. Everything that's going to make me be the best version of myself and I just, it's, that's pretty priceless, you know, what this place is offered to, to me. Alright, and we're back. Uh, small interruption from train. You'll hear it go by for a little bit, but not a big deal. Um, so we're talking a little bit about how those influencers like Josh Bunch and some of these other guys you've talked to. For sure. uh, I think the our underlying just de facto influencer for us has been our community. So how do you foster a community when you're, you know, you've got regional athletes, you've got, uh, you know, very competitive people, but you also have, you know, moms and dads of three children and, and work two jobs. How do you find that kind of balance? Well, one thing that I took away from, uh, it was Ben Bergeron's seminar, was that with CompTrain programming and his regular gym programming, that everyone did the same workout. So like we all have the same needs. I think it was Glassman that said we all have the same needs. It's just a different, you know, variance of, uh, of the, the amount or whatever. So, you know, Zach needs the same type of, of uh, stimulus as a regular person does but it might take a little bit different of a workout for him to get that. So sure. they can do the same workout. He can still work out with the class, which builds community because everyone's doing it together. Um, but it, his might be a little bit, say, heavier. or He might have a little bit higher rep scheme or something like that. Sure. Um, I think that's been a big thing for us. So you don't have, like, you know, five or six people in the corner you doing the separation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody kind of does it together. Um, and then, you know, with Zach being a coach and stuff, too, I think that helps, too. Like, he's in the community. He's helping people. Sure. Um, so. Do you guys do a lot of outside events with, with as a group? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And, and not all necessarily structured through us, like through the gym. You know, people like meet their friends here at that, from the 9 o'clock class, and, you know, that's who they hang out with on the weekends and, and that kind of thing, too. So it's not all just through us. Can you talk maybe just a little more about how important that is to just a general CrossFit community? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I truly believe that we save lives, and I think fitness is kind of the medium, and it's more about the community and just, you know, if, if someone is listening and they're like, ah, I don't know about this CrossFit, I'm going to get hurt. Um, ultimately, what, what I know you guys provide here, and, and I uh, admire you guys for just that community. Anytime you guys put on an event, it's run extremely well, and there's a big turnout of support and volunteers. But just how important is that community aspect of it? Oh, I mean, it's the most important part right. of it. In my opinion, is and it's it's you're all on the same mission. You know, we're all on a mission to be healthier, to be better, to get better every single day. Um, so having each other to support like that, I mean, that's that's the whole thing right there. I, I think that's where a lot of people butt up against the wall whenever they try to combat fitness on their own. It's, mm-hmm. it's just so difficult, and you know, ultimately, um, CrossFit is a community first and foremost. It's a fitness program, of course, but it, it it's there's a lot of empathy in the room. So. You know, it's very intimidating whenever you walk in, but at the end of the day, like you said, whether you're a regionals athlete or you're a person that's just starting, you can still get an incredible workout. And just through that experience, you know, stronger bonds are kind of formed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're in a room with people that want nothing more than to see you succeed. Like, where else do you get that? You don't, yeah. you don't get that at a Globo Gym. Yeah. Like, everybody's in there with their headphones doing their own mm-hmm. thing. You don't get that. I think yeah. the easiest way is try and do any workout by yourself versus in a, in a group setting, in a class. Oh, uh, especially a CrossFit class run by a good trainer. You got a great warm up and you know great explanation, and then everybody hits it with the same intent. So I think that's something we talked we we talk about a lot. You know the intent of what you're expecting out of each one of your athletes has to be there. No, oh, absolutely. You know, if you're doing, we have a uh, we're preparing for Murph, and we're doing a lot of longer form stuff. But if you got someone hitting the ground running in the first five minutes, they're going to be done within by the first third of the workout. Yeah. Versus if you explain that this is a longer form workout, you know the heart rate is going to stay at about seventy five percent. Versus something like Fran, where it's going to go all out, hold on the bar, and just hang on. You know, uh, once you can get that through to your athletes, I think you have a lot more success and, and more of that community aspect because you've got everyone experiencing yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know. Uh, just like you said, you know, the stimulus is going to be different per the person, but the intent is always going to be the same. Right, and it's educating your members as, as to what you're expecting from them, from them, so they can, you know, they can approach it better. Yeah. You know what I mean, do you uh, do you do all the programming for the athletes, or is it something that you pull from somewhere else? We pull, we uh, we do comp train class now. So, uh-huh. as a when we switched over, like we got into the Ben Bergeron seminars and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but when we switched over. Um, to like our competitive athletes doing comp train, um, we, we made the switch to that comp train class and that's just to keep everybody on the same page. Uh, we do do like some individual programming and stuff like that as like supplemental, Yeah. Um, but for the most part we're following that. Yeah, if you look through it, it's a wealth of information. For sure. Uh, yeah. you, know, I, you know, Mark and I were looking at it the other day and just reading through how each day is laid out, mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of thought put into it. Uh, there's some some definite value there for sure. I think he you can argue he's the best guy going in the game right now. He's he's a name that I think everyone recognizes, and obviously doesn't hurt that he's training Katrin and and Matt Frazier, you know, multiple uh, champions. But I just love his approach to the mindset. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And and uh, his book. Um, 
chasing excellence. Thank you. Thank yep. you. That was eluding me. But just how he, he walks you through, um, you know, just maximizing what's what's going on in, in this exact moment. Mm -hmm. Like, ex ex expect failure. Failures are going to happen. Failures are what makes you um, better. But it's also more about how you react to those failures yeah. and, and so on and so forth. And I, I, I really, really like his stuff. I was actually just talking to... Um, uh, Todd Nolman during one of our classes and he's, I'm sorry, Chris Dreyer, but he's talking about his his kids playing up a whole grade for the summer in soccer mm. and essentially learning how to fail, you right. know, and you're going to see these character development, it, you know, moments where some of the kids are going to go to the parents and say, I don't want to do this anymore because we've lost every game this summer, mm -hmm. uh, but you're also going to see some of those people really understand why you're failing. You know, mm -hmm. and once you start to see that, and you know, if you can do that as a kid, that's a whole other game. But like, to I think one of the things that we try and do and instill is to do that as adults, and that's I feel like that's so much harder. Oh yeah. To teach an adult how to fail correctly. For sure. You know, because every single failure is a is a moment that you can learn and pick up something new. Um, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot is how CrossFit's been able to help us problem solve better. You know, you have mm -hmm. these daunting workouts, and then you have these moments where you're like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this and then slowly you chip away at it and chip away at it and then by the time you're done you're like oh wow I can't actually do that mm -hmm. so again when something you face a, a large problem and you go okay now I know how to deal with a large issue right you know pick it apart piece by piece yeah I think it gives you like some mental toughness and a little grit there yeah absolutely um, so as we look around this uh, magnificent gym, one of the things we talked about prior to recording here was, you know, kind of start to finish how, how the plan kind of came together. Is this something you've always wanted to do as far as like, I want to build my own gym to suit us? Uh, no, not specifically. We always kind of had this picture in mind of like what we wanted ultimately our gym to look like. Um, and it ended up being for that to happen. We needed to build it. so. It was one of those things that came from unpolished actually at crossroads you know it was getting getting that challenged and you know you could be be satisfied with i think the the metaphor or whatever was being halfway up the mountain or whatever you can be satisfied where you're at you got a comfortable life or you can continue to climb um and face a little hardship and maybe get to and the again, top. risk failure yeah for sure absolutely risk failure yeah. so uh, that was kind of it and then it, it was a long long process you know um who developed the building for us and our landlord is Taylor Brothers right over there so you know it was meeting them is developing that relationship they wanted to do it they were ready to do it um, so then it was you know the whole process of designing what it looks like um, there's a, <laughs> so many things that go into it uh, we could spend the whole hour talking about sure. that probably but um, it took a long time and then you know getting the, the financing in order agreeing on you know the terms and everything like that uh, it took a while yeah, and well, I, and I feel like as, especially as gym owners, it's it's we get into this for the most part because we love to train people and mm -hmm. love to make people healthier. So like you're starting to see this turn for a lot of people of finding out how to be businessmen and women after the fact. You know, you have some people that are, you know, very business oriented prior, but maybe not have the either social skills or the technical skills that coach people. But I think us too we're learning after the fact and I feel like we're sure. in the same direction yep. where you came from where you're like okay now what do we do and going through a whole process of like you said 
bank financing and you had a little bit of experience because that's how you started originally right mm -hmm. yeah I, I do remember going into your the very first spot you had where it was only the one single mm -hmm. shotgun stall and I was like you're gonna outgrow this very quickly and mm -hmm. sure enough it was I don't feel like it wasn't very it wasn't even a year yeah and you kind of just jumped over the yeah the we took side. the wall down and got the second space but yeah you're you're completely correct on all that yeah um, so when you look at your your life obviously you, you how long how old is your daughter again you just said uh, she's uh, a little over a year and a half well, she's 19 months um and um mark and i've both met your wife and she's she's pretty amazing i'm sure you can attest to that yeah right? i'm a big fan yeah big fan so how how do you find just work-life balance uh i was telling you guys earlier like before we started here it's, it's a lot of scheduling and she's the schedule master so um she can schedule everything out for me um i guess being able as the business kind of evolved and hiring coaches and being able to you know step away like that that came like a little bit before we had that uh isabel so uh, having her and being able i kind of already knew a little bit um how to step away a little bit and already had those people in place to be able to do that so it was really just like you know really kind of drawing the line of like you know i want to go home i need to leave the gym by six o'clock so i can be home before she goes to bed so sure. i can see her before she goes to bed i think that's an evolution because when you start and it's your baby it's your well not your, sure. yeah, your baby your gym is your life right you know? no, and, yeah. and then that switches over you know you're the one running everything you're the one closing down shop every night you're the one who's cleaning the bathrooms and then you start to delegate these things uh to other people who you know have the ability to do it so mm -hmm. you don't have to be focusing on these small tiny little minute tasks yeah absolutely Gr the growing your business and getting the policies and procedures in place and getting everybody on the same page yeah it, it, it's all part of it for sure um but then it's you know being willing to stop the middle of doing something and being like i'm going home so that i can see her yeah i mean it's i'm not going to answer any more emails i'm not going to do this and i'm going to go home and see yep. her um, and, and we moved to recently um, our house, so we decided to build a house and a gym in the same year. Um, great we yeah, it's great. Get it all over at once. <laughs> right. It's like, what do we do now? Ripping a bandaid off. Uh, so we moved to Independence. It was just like we live less than 10 minutes away from here now, where as before we were in Alexandria, about 25 minutes away. So I can get home quicker, and I can definitely see her uh, before bed. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Sounds man. like uh, you have your priorities in order. I'm you know, I mean, I, I think that's. So many people, you know, want to say, Kyle, I want to, you know, I want to go to the CrossFit Games or I, I want to lose, you know, X amount of weight or I want to do this. Um, and it sounds like you're living those priorities out where in, in the case of your, your actions are probably matching your words, so to say, where that's something I think people see that, whether you probably even know it or not, you might realize it. And they're like, you know what, even if you are in the middle of that conversation, you're like, hey, look, I'm sorry, I have to really go home, I have to see my daughter and my wife. I, I don't I don't think anyone here at your gym would ever be like, oh, well, I can't believe you just left. Right. In the middle of that conversation, they, they totally understand that. And it might even spur them in that direction of, wow, maybe I need to spend a little more time at home or I need to spend a little more time in the gym. Um, however it is, because kind of like Jared said, you know, we are all asked to be leaders without really, you know, volunteering for that role. Mm. Um, so it's it's kind of on us in a lot of ways um, as, you know, gym owners or, or just coaches in the community to really um, allow our actions to match our words and, and have priorities and pillars that we kind of lean back on maybe when times are tough no yeah i mean it, it comes down to like what you what you value and what you want to set as your priorities so i mean 
obviously I failed at that before, but you know, yeah. then looking back at it and reflecting, being like, that's not the man I want to be. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be in her life as much as possible, which having the gym is the best. Like, I was, I was thinking about it earlier, and I knew that we were going to talk and thought this make him up. It was like, on Tuesday, I got to take her to the zoo at nine o'clock in the morning. Like that's wow. unique to our career career path. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. It's been, mm-hmm. it's really helpful. I don't think, obviously, not a lot of people get to do that. Yeah. So. Especially if, once you started getting a groove of you know having your people here and uh, people that you can count on, mm-hmm. uh, you you can take that step back and um, have those little moments. We we do it from time to time where uh, you know it's eleven thirty on a Friday and we're hanging out you know doing a little podcast yeah again it's not it's not very common for people to do that it is maybe they can leave early on a friday but you know we've done these on a tuesday or wednesday right and it's it's been very very we're fortunate in that sense that a lot of people don't get that yeah absolutely we 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 all have our frustrations with our job but um overall it's we're very fortunate to do what we're able to do yeah Um, i agree so um one thing you you did touch on which like your policies procedures your Kind of standards that you you have put in place. What do you look for in a coach um, to to basically foster a sense of community here? Uh, we've had a lot of success uh, with our coaches, them coming from the community already. So haven't had a lot of success with hiring outside of the community. So we're finding out. I think that's true, true and true. Everyone we talk to, it's the same thing. It's like you, yeah. you need people here that understand what you're about. They're already bought in. They're already a part of your community. They're already you know everything about it that you know they're into it so uh, that's where we've had all our success from yeah is there anything any qualities you look for because i'm sure you're do you groom anybody or is it something like oh they might work out and then you ask them i mean is there a kind of a a process you go through um both it's it's happened both ways we've had people approach us um you know i want to get my level one i want to start coaching and if it's a good fit for us, we'll, we'll say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we don't pay for people's L1s, though. It's a requirement for them to have that yeah. um, to apply. And then we've had people, though, that we've approached, you know, like, hey, we think you would be a great coach or it'd be something that you'd be interested in going to do, um, which, you know, we have our uh, zone program or whatever that we just started. We just hired a new coach with that, and she's been a member for a couple years now. And it's just – it's. I mean, there's certain uh, character traits, I guess, that you look for and qualities, <laughs> like we talked about earlier a little bit, the Bergeron thing. Um, but looking for the right type of person, and then you know, see if they're interested. I think the more we do this, the more we find out that, like, are you, you know, are you a nice person? Can you mm-hmm. show empathy? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then we can teach you how to teach how to squat. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> the coaching stuff can be taught. It's you know, or like you said, are you a good person? Do you have you know, do you have humility? You know, for, you have a good work ethic, like for other members. You know, I think it's kind of. I mean, maybe it's a stigma for some coaches. You know, and, and again, um, obviously CrossFit maybe had a stigma for a while of like our program's the best. You know, like we're the we're the best fitness program in the world. And I and I truly believe that, but I don't want to like I don't think I have to stand on the mountaintop and <clears throat> excuse me and uh, scream scream mm-hmm. it. But I think you know what a good coach. It's a it's a really tough question to answer, you know. Like as far as like, hey, what what comprises a good coach? It's a really tough question to answer, but at the same time, I think it's really simple. Like you guys just said, like, yeah. are they a good person? Do they have humility for the other members, or is you know is the hour more about them, you know, being in the spotlight, or is it more about your members and making them better and having a genuine passion for helping people? Because mm-hmm. I think that's that's ultimately what we're caused, you know, called to do in that hour is, 
you know, how do, how do we, how do I, you know, how do I get a touch on every person in class? How do I, you know, one of my big things is, I, you know, I tell the guys this all the time. I'm, I'm probably, you know, I know I'm not the best coach in the world, but I really pride myself in trying to build relationships yeah, sure. with each and every member, each and every class. I want to know, you know, what's going on with their life, so on and so forth. And I think that's an aspect of, of a, you know, what makes a, what makes a good coach. Right. I mean, you, it's, yeah, for sure. I think that you can make the, uh, uh, the comparison to like medical school. My dad always told me this that you know the A students in medical school make the best researchers, and then the the B students are make the best doctors. You know, it's not necessarily, um, it's not just a combination of just smarts and knowing all the technical aspects right. of a squat and being able to recite each one of those points of performance and stuff like that. It's like you said, it's being empathetic and being having social skills and talking about that. The classical example is probably. Kelly Starrett. The guy mm-hmm. is too smart for his own good. Oh, yeah. If you watch some of the videos, you're like, I don't know what just happened. You know, <laughs> they, you know, there's a lot of like really good information there, but you you go. And that's why I think like Ramwad's been so successful. Mm-hmm. It's hold this, yeah, do, do this. this for two minutes. It's yeah, very sure. simple. Versus, I don't need to know what muscle this is including. You know, because again, for most people, uh, if you go to any any level of certification through CrossFit, and the underlying concept is keep it simple. Mm-hmm. For sure, it, it has nothing to do with, you know, a, you know, how your pelvis is rounding over. It's just keep your chest up. Right. You know, the more the easier you can break it down. Cause Body part and direction. People do not. People do not care how much you know. They they need to know that, that you can keep them safe. Right. And make them better. No, absolutely. You know, um, this may be a tough question for you right now, but what's your what's the plan for Four Right CrossFit? Where are you going, man? Uh, our goal is to own the building. Yeah. So built into our lease is the, is the option to buy. So our goal is to buy. Yeah. Mm. That's, That's pretty awesome. cool. What about the community? I mean, was there like, a, is there probably not like a membership number? You don't have to go into numbers or anything like that. But is it just continued growth? Is it we want to open up a charity? We want, you know, I mean, that. Yeah. I think everyone's got an underlying goal that as you do this more, you find yourself in different situations. I mean, the whole goal of the new facility was to be able to serve more people and to serve them better. So, I mean, I think that's the, the mission that we're on is to try to, you know, make the, the our region more fit. You know, and have that trickle down effect. If we're, if their parents are coming in here and getting more fit, then the, the next generation, their kids learn it early on. I mean, I think that's how you change a population. So that's that's ultimately the goal. Um, and that the direction that we're taking. I feel like the, the Midwest and maybe even particular Northern Kentucky has a somewhat of a health issue. Probably, oh, I know? mean, I think Kentucky is one of the worst states in yeah. the country. Yeah, Kentucky and fried chicken. Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding you. I got a spam email today from KFC saying that I won free uh, chicken strips. <laughs> you know, one of, one of the things I really like that uh, Glassman has said and, and – uh, when he talks about you know just disease and, and fighting that and, and how the affiliates are basically a life raft and yeah. just a sea of, of disease and each person that you can pull in the port right or we can you know pull in our gym or whatever it is and like I said before the podcast we're kind of a band of brothers you know almost military esque if you will um, in this fight because it is a fight mm-hmm. I mean every day and especially with these phones you're getting marketed to like every like minute every time you mm-hmm. watch a story or whatever there's an advertisement and generally speaking they want you to buy something and a lot of it's crap mm-hmm. as far as food and nutrition and so on and so forth and you know we talked a little bit about um, you know regional uh, training so on and so forth and 
you know, how that's evolved and so on and so forth. And I always think it's funny though, as fancy as it gets, it's still just like, guess what? You got to train at high intensity and it's got to be constantly varied, For sure. you know, and that's, that's the bottom line. And, you know, you can get really simple with nutrition um, or you can get really complex with it. But, you know, for a lot of our people that are starting, they just need a simple prescription of, look, you need to get off the processed food. You need to start eating cleaner and, um, you know, just even measuring your food or or um, tracking it, you know, st- stuff like that. That's, that's fairly simple in the, in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah, like I was kind of saying, it's just I love your mission, man. I love what you guys are doing here. And I think it's incredible to watch and, and just be a little bit of a part of it in any way we can. We'd love to help. Um, but, yeah, I think, like I said, any member that comes through the door, we're giving them that opportunity to engage in a community and have a healthier life in a, in a, in a world that is ultimately really just um, – it's it's really sad man it's sad to i you know see some of these crazy statistics about we might be the first generation to outlive our kids and so on and so forth just because they're you know childhood obesity is just ridiculous right so on and so forth but um speaking on that one of the goals that we have in the long run is is basically making a one-stop shop um and i know you guys you guys have some extra you have a therapist or anything like that here, a massage therapist, or do you recommend somebody? Because I know that's one thing that our goal is to bring in our nutritionists and have a masseuse and things like that mm-hmm. to try and round everything out because we know that there's basically three. It's a lifestyle. It's yeah, not just it's one. It's three pillars, it's right? You know, yeah. you have to have exercise. You have to have uh, your basically your stretching, your mobility, and I think coupled with a massage therapist or chiropractic work mm-hmm. and then your nutrition is probably the big one that everyone likes to ignore for especially when you start out you just kind of ignore it until mm-hmm, for sure. until your exercise catches up with your diet mm-hmm. um, I don't know do you guys have anything like that here is that something that, that you guys are kind of going down that road yeah we, ha- we have a physical therapist that's going to start next month uh, oh, wow. he, he was a member here uh, several years ago and then he moved to New York uh, to go to PT school and then now he's graduated um, and he's moving back, and that's what the, the room that this table was in. <laughs> Actually, that one's going to be his. He's going to rent that out. And then we also have one of our coaches does massage. Liz does mas- okay. massage yeah, on the cool. side. And another coach um, is going back to school for nutrition um, to be, like, a registered dietitian. Oh, yeah. um, so she has a good background on that stuff already, that's too. That's great. Because, so. yeah. again, the more you can get people on the nutritional side of for things sure. and, and make them realize that, hey, you can't come in here six days a week and – not do some mobility especially if you got mm-hmm. as an adult either tight hips or tight shoulders it's going to be one of the two if not both right you know and getting people on that train early and often uh you're going to see them stay with you longer a but b just be healthier in general. right no absolutely yeah um i know you got class coming up so i don't want to keep us too long but um you know uh, we always ask the same question before we end things and um it's it's always super interesting to hear that everyone's uh, response so very very simple question and that is just uh, what is your definition of fitness my definition of fitness um, I think it's being able to go out and do anything that you want to do without feeling limited so like uh, our, our kind of motto like that we bounce around with the coaches is like a life without limits like I could I could go out with a, a member and run a 5k tomorrow if I wanted to or if my buddy's going rock climbing I can go rock climb with them um, so that's my definition in the way that I look at it. I, like, I'm not a competitive athlete, so that's not one of my goals. The way I look at it is to be able to go out and do, to live life and not be limited by my health or by my fitness. So having that baseline of fitness to be able to do whatever it is that I want to do. 
I love that. Yeah, because yeah, that, that is the point, man. You have to be able to go out and enjoy yourself because um, you only and, get one life. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and this isn't a knock towards the people who are competitive. I think they're truly amazing athletes. But I think at a certain point you start to realize, like, oh, I spent so much time in the gym, like, and I'm really good at exercising, but. You know they're going to be good outside the gym, but now it's time to really go enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think that comes a little bit of age, you know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, and I mean I think you make that transition. I mean you were a really good athlete and you co- you were yeah. really competitive, so I think. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. I mean it's it starts to get you're like this isn't even fun anymore. Right. You're yeah. like I got to go do something else. Right. You exactly. Know? So you either get burnt out or you, you start to. Kind it's of, not the it's not your main priority anymore. Yeah. You know, getting married in August, that is my priority. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Mark, Mark is married, that becomes your priority. You have a child, a wife, a family, it's like that is your priority. Yep. You're a business owner, you know, yeah. or whatever, whatever it is. And I think that good gauge is fun, you know, like, oh, my training is just not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the incredible things why I fell in love with CrossFit. And I think a lot of people, maybe yourself, Kyle, fell in love with it, is it's just, it's always different, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, I, and I was doing the bodybuilding style training and then got in the powerlifting a little bit, and it's like the same thing over and over again. And again, you can vary all those things. I'm not knocking either one of those programs, but for me, CrossFit just made sense um, in, in its realm. And what, you know, what is the goal? And it's like, I want to be. You know, I, I want I want to be well-rounded as yep. an athlete because whenever I may have a six-pack, but whenever I walk up a flight of stairs and I'm losing my breath, it's like, oh, what am I doing here? Yeah, you're you not know? fit. Exactly, I'm not. I'm <laughs> fake fit, you know, or whatever. Um, you know, it, so I love your definition of fitness, man. I think it's it's 100% on on the money, and everyone's different, but at the same time, I, you know, you can't be limited. You know, even. Exactly. You can you can look at the mental state too, like Jared was saying earlier, with just problem solving stuff like that. But you know, life is about having options, and you can't do that if you're not able to move, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for having us, Kyle. Thanks for bringing us into your uh, yeah, you know your space. new home. It's wonderful here, and uh, thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you.